Hello everyone, this is Pastor John Nays. I'm the pastor of Bridgepoint Church in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I'm here with another lesson out of the book of Revelation and we'll be looking at that in just a minute. I'm going to cover two chapters today and by the way, I'm not going to read through them both. It would take too much time. So I trust you can read and you can go into the Bible and read them yourself. Last book in the New Testament, Revelation chapter six, is six and seven I'll be looking at today. These cover the... Um, opening of the seals. And last week we talked about um, Christ opening the seals or who is found worthy to open the seals and pour out the wrath of God on the earth. And that, of course, is Jesus Christ, the Lamb that was slain. And that was last week's study. And this week I'm going to look at what happens to the earth and what what's going on um, during the time of tribulation. I um, also want to wish you um, Merry Christmas or Happy Advent and trust you're all, you've already started to celebrate and are getting ready for the magnificent coming of the Christ um, in, uh, to the earth to redeem and to restore. The second coming of the Christ or the second advent of the Christ will be very different and that's what we're looking at. Is how different will this be and, and who this Jesus is and we studied that in chapter 1, and I want you to kind of go back again and look at uh, the second coming of Christ and what Jesus looks like as the glorified Christ today, because it's important to understand, as we start to look at the wrath of God being poured out on the earth, we're living in a time of uh, the day of grace, basically. We've been living under this for a little over 2,000 years, and we're still enjoying that grace. The next chapter is the day of wrath, and it's God's judgment on the earth for the earth continually, constantly pushing him aside, ignoring him, and even fighting against him. And fighting against him is not a passive, uh, passive idea. It really is a full frontal assault on Christians, Christianity, on the church, um, on how God created things, on who He is, and um, the man of mind and the or of man, the mind of man and the heart of man uh, tends to, well, fight against the Lord, and we're going to see what happens when that, when that idea or that philosophy or that mindset, that heart set, is really set in the earth and how God deals with it, and He is going to deal with it, and that's what chapter six and seven begin. To unfold for us. Chapter 8 will go into the um, the seven trumpets and that's a whole other study. But we're really dividing this tribulation time into two parts. The tribulation, the first three and a half years, and that's the um, seven seals, or the, actually the six seals, and the seventh seal begins the great tribulation, uh, and then the last three and a half years of tribulation. There's a lot that happens in these books, and again, so I'm not uh, going to go into great detail on some of the events, but I'm going to help us look, I think, a little bit at how we should interpret them and how we should look at them and and uh, maybe get a better understanding of what, what goes on in the book of Revelation and and uh, what we have to look forward to or actually um, have not to look forward to. So I'm going to read the first uh, couple of verses out of chapter 6 and then I'll talk about the seven seals. I watched as the, as the Lamb opened the first of the seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, Come. I looked, and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow, 
and it was and it was given a crown and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest now these are this is the first of the four riders or the first of the four opening of the seals and each of the first four had uh, uh, John's vision was a horse and a rider on the horse. Um, most of us have heard of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. That's what this is. The first opening of the seals, the first four seals are the first riders of the apocalypse. The first horse is white and has a conqueror who sits upon it. The second horse is red and, um, and brings uh, the destroyer of peace uh, or, or takes peace from the earth. The third rider is a black horse, and that's uh, the rider is uh, brings famine to the earth and pestilence. And the fourth horse is a pale horse, um, and that brings death. And a quarter of all of the creatures on the face of the earth are all living beings. These are terrible signs and terrible things, and they're happening. Uh, they they they're going to happen in succession, um, and the earth is going to pay a terrible price for. Uh, ignoring Christ and uh, ignoring God uh, and setting him aside in the in the way they live in the way they walk in the way they rule in the way they govern themselves all of these things have an important um, understanding for us that the world can't continue to ignore God God cannot be ignored and cannot keep fighting against him and that's what they're doing that's what the world system does so the first four seals are the four horsemen of the apocalypse they bring terrible destruction, uh, war, a uh, lack of peace, a famine, and even death on the earth to not just humanity, but every living creature on the earth. A fourth of all living creatures will die. That's, a, that's an enum innumerable amount of things that, that we're about to face, that are about to be faced in, in Revelation. So let me move on. In the fifth seal, we see the martyrs. Now John's vision is taken off of the earth where he sees the destruction uh, of the four horsemen and taken to, um, to the altar in heaven. And under the altar, there are the martyred um, saints that have come through the first three and a half years of the tribulation. It's a significant thing to note here that they're not called the church. They're called saints. In fact, throughout Revelation... The church is absent after chapter 3. And I keep making that point because it, it drives home to me the importance for, of our understanding that there is, a, there is an absence of the church. There is no church on the earth that we can see um, in the book of Revelation. This le lends a lot of credence to the idea that the church will be raptured or taken out away from the earth before the tribulation begins. And uh, I hold to that real to that truth. I I I've, I've always held it. And I, I in all of my studies, I've never read anything that um, convinced me otherwise. But I think there are other portions of a rapture or a taking away that take place in the Book of Revelation, and this is one of them: the martyrs of the earth. Now these people are martyrs. They're they're saints. They're taken out of the earth under the throne, or under the altar, or near the throne of God, they've been redeemed out of the tribulation. But they're not called the church, and they're not called, uh, they're not part of the church that we can tell what they are called as specifically saints and martyrs. 
And they were martyred during the time of tribulation for their belief, for their faith. They continued to worship God or began to worship God during the tribulation, became believers in Christ or were believers in Christ or pseudo-believers in Christ even before the tribulation and discovered this amazing truth of who Christ was again and turned to him again and would not accept the mark of the beast, would not accept the world system and were persecuted for their faith to the point of martyrdom and they were murdered uh, for their faith. Now I'm going to get into some other things in just a minute but let me finish these thoughts about the seven, uh, the seven seals. In the sixth seal, there is this, um, there's this earth shaking that takes place. For the date, great days of wrath are being poured, on the, poured out on the earth, and the days of grace are over. The days of the church are over. And so we see this earth shaking. The heavens and the earth are shaken. And it's, a, it's an astounding picture, really. It's a terrifying sight for anyone on the earth. Um, to have to see and to live through. So that's chapter um, six or chapter six and chapter seven we'll get into in, in just a minute. But again, let me remind you that this is the day of wrath which is being poured out on the earth versus over 2,000 years of grace that are being poured out on the that, that we have lived in on, on the earth over the last 2,000 years. And there's a difference between those two things and God is wrapping up the day of grace and now taking out uh, on the earth a day of judgment. Um, to those who like judgment, you, th you say, well, it's about time. Um, but to those of us who see God's grace and just marvel at it, um, day in and day out, it's, it's a terrible thing to witness uh, what happens to the earth in the book of Revelation um, when God pours out his wrath on, on the people and on the planet itself. Um, being being nearly destroyed. Now then we go into the 144,000 and these are people that are Jewish people from the 12 tribes of Israel and this is in chapter 7 and you need to read that chapter and just understand this. These are again Jewish people. They are not um, the church. They are not saints. The saints that are martyred earlier in, in this passage this is a whole different group of people. In fact, let me read uh, chapter 7, verses um, 1 through 4. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds, in the, er, and the, uh, the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or on the trees. Then I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the seal of the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea. And he said, do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from the tribes of Israel. Again, these are literal descendants of Jacob, uh, the 12 tribes of Israel, 12,000 out of each tribe. Now in some people's understanding it's not the literal 12 tribes but that's not what the bible says and again i keep going back to that don't try to read a lot of into here that's not here the imaginations of men are a dangerous thing sometimes make sure that you stay true to the word of god and what the bible actually says not what we hope it says or believe it says or want it to say 
the, there is only one accurate translation here. And it's not all symbolic and it's not all a bunch of fairy tale stuff. It's what's happening on the earth and what's happening to men and women and the creatures of the earth um, by God's wrath being poured out on it. And again, I want to I wanted draw some a um, couple of uh, verses, so to speak, uh, you know, like man versus dog kind of thing. But this is um, the historical ver view, view versus the um, literal view or the prophetic view. I have a prophetic view of Scripture. I have a prophetic view of the book of Revelation. I believe that these are things which are to come. I've made that statement many times over this series. The historical view uh, looks at the book of Revelation and says this is a picture of history being lived out on the earth. Um, I, I don't know how hard you have to work to get to that because it just doesn't ring true to me. There are over 50 different interpretations of the historical view or things that just don't line up with each other. So you've got all these people saying, oh, this is a historical view, this happened in Rome, this happened in Greece, this happened there, and these are, and somebody else has got a different view saying, oh yeah, this is historical view, this happened in Europe, this happened in Asia, this happened. 50 different versions. It's too incongruent and it doesn't line up. Scripture is very clear that this is what is about to happen. So this is a prophetic view, this is what is going to happen on the earth, and that's what I hold to without hesitation, by the way. Secondly, I want to talk about the acts of God versus the acts of men. Humanity has a, a terrible history. Wars and rumors of wars are part of our history. Terrible things that people have done to each other um, throughout the world history. I mean, it's just astounding sometimes. We talk about Hitler's Reich and the persecution of Jews and martyrdom that took place amongst the Jewish people. The Communist Party throughout history has killed tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people. Um, history is, is ripe with such um, atrocities. These are the acts of men. The acts of God are different than that. For one, God is holy and righteous and does nothing wrong or nothing that is impure, nothing that is uh, not earned. When we look at the wrath of God, it is because God is who God is, and he's a holy God, and he will not tolerate forever humanity's rejection of him or, or humanity's gross behavior against each other and against him. And the truth is that God's going to finally say, that's enough. I can't allow humanity to do this any longer. And he's going to pour out his wrath on the earth. Now the interpretations that a lot of us have of the book of Revelation, or that we've been handed, has been that men are going to do these things. Now maybe there is a, a huge human involvement in this. I, I don't really take that side. But what I need to remind you of, and remind all of us of, is this is the wrath of God. And humanity will be involved, of course, but this is God pouring out his wrath on the earth. And however men are used, men are used, but they're not the perpetrators, so to speak. There is a, there is a holy God who is going to judge the earth. And we see that in the book of Revelation. So let me go on. Those are the verses, the acts of God versus the acts of men. The world system that we live under now 
advances in humanity, advances in science, advances in um, medication and technology and so on and so forth, be careful that you do not put your faith in such advances of men. We see this happening in our world. It has happened thousands of times throughout history. It's happening again on these, in the earth today that men and women have more faith in what men can do than they do in the God who created all things. And as we advance as a society, those advancements can easily restore and help and heal, but they can also destroy and cause famine, cause hunger, cause destruction. Don't put your faith in men. Put your faith in God. The advances that we've achieved are so minuscule compared to the great, the great and mighty wrath of God that's going to be poured out. They're also so minuscule compared to what God can do in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, in a blink. All of this can change. All that we know can change. And that's God's call, not ours. So don't put too much faith in man. Now, the seventh seal we'll get into next week, and this is the second half of the tribulation. It is the seven trumpets of God, and it will be, again, more destruction, more mayhem, more wrath upon the earth. And in the end, we'll see what God's ultimate plan for the earth is. Right now, we're living in the day of grace, and our call to the church is, rise up. No matter what is ahead of us, no matter what we face, God is on the throne. And people are going to face the wrath of God if they don't embrace the grace of God. It's our job to take this gospel, this good news, into all the world and shout it loud. Because the, the unfortunate outcome at the end is if, we, if people aren't living under grace, they will live under wrath. And that will be horrible. So, God bless you. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next week. We'll go into a couple more chapters and talk about what happens in the book of Revelation.